Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is that time of the month again. It is the tech time. It's Tech Thursday, third Thursday of the month, and we are pleased to welcome back Mr. Burton Kelso of Integral. Hey, good morning. I love love that. Hey there. Sounds like I'm going to enter the boxing ring. Please, yeah. <laughs> let's get ready to talk tag, <laughs> right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, what's been going 2023 on? has been a 2023 has been an interesting year as far as technology is concerned. I mean, wouldn't you agree? There's just so much going on with um, the increase of cyber crimes and AI and chat GPT and all this uh, regulation or regulation they want to do with, with AI. And uh, it's just been an interesting year. It hasn't necessarily been the year for innovative products uh, because mm-hmm. one of the big letdowns this year was um, when Apple did their rollout of products a month or two ago. So it was a big letdown because there really hasn't been any advance in hardware tech and their VR goggles were a bust because for a set of those goggles, it was like $3,500. So we haven't <laughs> seen much in the in the hardware sector, but there's definitely been a lot going on software-wise. And so I think probably uh, one of the good things to – or let's, let's kick off today uh, with one of the emerging cyber threats. And it's really not a cyber threat where criminals are attacking. It's more of consumers trying to take advantage of small businesses, and it's something called uh, cyber shoplifting. And the way it works is that uh, since we've gone all electronic with our uh, shopping, it's very easy for people to commit chargeback fraud uh, in order to get money and steal products uh, for stuff. So, for example, um, I hope you're familiar with the with chargebacks. Are you or are you not? Uh Somewhat, to a degree, not not really. Yeah. So the so. idea is is that with a chargeback, let's say you go get a product or service and you're not satisfied, and you go to the retailer and mm-hmm. request a refund, and they won't do it. Then you can go to your uh, credit card companies and say, "Hey, um, <laughs> I'm not satisfied. You know, give me a uh-huh. refund." And then the credit card company will normally go with the um, with the consumer rather than the vendor and give a chargeback. But, um, okay. So yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. I, I am familiar with that. Very, <laughs> this was, I guess not the term, but yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. And I, a couple of years ago, I fell victim to that because there was a customer that swore up and down that I didn't provide the services that they needed. And so then they, um, uh, said, well, if you won't give us a refund, we'll go to our credit card company. So, the way it works is, again, the credit card company is, is sympathetic to the consumer, but they do, mm-hmm. at least as the vendor, give you an opportunity to say, well, what's your side of the story? But even with the detail and the fact that I had a, um invoice from a, the other tech company that they went to, they still granted the mm-hmm. customer the chargeback, and they knew that they were doing it, um, they were being malicious in doing it, and that they would win. But now it's starting to increase in our society because you have people that never intend to pay for a product, and right. then they, they'll purchase it, and then they'll say, well, it was defective, or 
you know, I went to the retailer. They wouldn't refund me, even though it was defective. And the credit card companies mm-hmm. are just go- going with the consumer. And it's, as you know, cyber criminals are always looking for ways to uh, cheat the system. And this is mm-hmm. a cyber crime that's more uh, domestic than it is international, because most cyber crime uh, is going to take overseas. But these are just everyday folks who are just trying to get over. And, I mean, that's what, unfortunately, small businesses have to deal with is this form of cyber shoplifting where, um, you know, consumers are just being greedy. So, Well, one of the things, too, that I find, and I'm not necessarily talking from a small business perspective, but just from a perspective of working with a real uh, a retailer, is that what even complicates it further is when you have a third party involved like a shipper. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have a, a consumer that will claim that they never received a particular item, and right. you know then they're trying to either get the item replaced or get a refund. Um, and for in, in in the case that I'm speaking of, then uh, you end up having to um, ask the consumer to uh, contact the shipper. Uh, to either file a claim or do an investigation or what, and half the time the ones that really aren't honest, they don't want to do it. You know, they want to blame, you know, uh, you know, the retailer and say, well, it's the retailer's fault for selecting the shipper. (laughs) I've seen that a lot. Uh, There's not a lot of options out there shipping wise. You know, if you don't have your own shipping, you know. and, uh, you know, and then they want to say, well, you know, I'll just contact my credit card company and I'll dispute the charge and they won't pay you, you know. So, you know, right. it, 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 yeah, it's a lot of that going on right now. I, it just seemed, I don't know, it just to me seemed like after the holidays, you know, the winter holidays, after the beginning of the year, this just seemed to take on a life of its own. Right. Um but I think this is also showing, too, that cyber criminals are becoming a little bit more domestic as opposed to being with criminal organizations overseas. Because I know right. it was my mother-in-law this week, and she was just asking, well, why do people do that? And I'm like, you've got to get out of the mindset of most cyber criminals aren't just some kid in the basement or people playing pranks. I mean, you're talking about true blue criminals that are trying to uh, take people's information. And I think even if we look at this chargeback or cyber shoplifting, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, for someone to do that, they would have to um, have criminal intent in order to pull something off like, because I mean, if you get caught, I mean, it's going to be a hefty sentence. It's not like you're going to get a um, slap on the wrist or something of that magnitude, especially if you're talking a thousands of dollars of, of doing that. Now the challenge with this sort of crime is that, under some circumstances, people accidentally commit uh, cyber shoplifting just for the simple fact that they're not be they may not be patient enough to wait for the refund, so they'll go to their credit card company, mm-hmm. or um, there may be a misunderstanding between the merchant and the person purchasing as to what items they would get. So. Um, it, it's a it's kind of a catch twenty two, but I think for the most part, it again is showing that we are starting to see more of an emergence of of domestic cyber criminals committing acts as opposed to just your criminals overseas, and, and it's an unfortunate thing, especially with the impact that it can have on small businesses across the country. Because I mean, re- they rely on that stuff, and it and the the cyber shoplifting doesn't necessarily have to be uh, through an Amazon, uh, through Amazon or an Amazon merchant. I mean, you're starting to see a lot of brick and mortar businesses affected by this type of, um, you know, this type of process. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, and I hopefully yeah. think that, or hopefully hope that the credit card companies would be a little bit more vigilant as far as looking out for the interests of uh, our mom and pop businesses. Yeah. And, and you know the you you know I the more I try I, and I know some stuff had you know w- was changed since COVID you know a lot of people discovered oh we can 
use technology to do this stuff, and we're going to continue to do it even after COVID. So a lot of uh, operations have changed. Um, but, you know, I, I have a hesitancy with doing some of this stuff anyway online. And, and I try to step out there and do it, but the more I, you know, hear stuff like this, it makes me hesitant. And then right. on top of that, it just, not even the stuff that's criminal and intentional, but just other stuff. For example, a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I uh, ordered dinner online from a particular place. When I got, you know, ordered it, went to pick it up. And when I got there, uh, the particular restaurant did not have, the, let's say, the drinks that we wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever it took to fix the drinks was down. And they said they could not refund me because the order was placed online and I would have to get in contact with the company, with corporate, to be refunded. Right. You know, if I wanted a refund or they could give me a different drink, which uh, the other drink was, was of course, less expensive. And and so, you know, you wouldn't be getting the full value. But it's been a couple of weeks. I still have not gotten the money back. I did place a call and everything. Yeah, we have it and everything, and it's under investigation and it's under review and everything. (laughs) It's like, okay. But I had not, uh, until I called, I had not even gotten an acknowledgement that um, I've put in for this a particular refund, and so it's wow. like okay, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's those types of things is like okay, no, I'm <laughs> I'm going to look, I'm going, I'm not putting this, you know, online anymore. I'm, you know, and it's tempted because tempting because it's more convenient usually, mm-hmm. but then when something like this happens, like no, I'm going right there. I'm going to order it. I'm going to look you in the face and let you tell me <laughs> that. You don't you have or don't have what I want, and um, I'm not gonna you know pay for something that I'm not or you know if you need to give me my money back, I'm gonna look at you because you're the one that did it, and I'm gonna get my money back from you. Exactly, yeah, that's um, that's pretty unfortunate that you had to go through all that stuff. It's just crazy, you know, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we are yeah. in digital world, and and unfortunately, digital wise, um, there are a lot of different ways that. Um, people can con people mm-hmm. um, with with electronic transactions. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, but I think right. we're starting to see more of an emergence of that because I know that the online or the mom and pop retailers that I deal with are m- moving towards more of your contactless point of sale systems like Apple Pay, Samsung Pay. And, of course, if you go to restaurants, they're using either Clover or Toast to make sure that that credit card information doesn't fall into the hands of some uh, employee, of some malicious employee, and just making sure that customer information is encrypted during the point of sale transaction, and uh, just making sure that people are staying safe. But it always seems that cyber criminals are always able to stay one step ahead with this, you know, with these electronic payment sorts of scams. You know, you see, um, you know, people claim that they've been hacked through PayPal or through Venmo or uh, Cash App, and, you know, mm-hmm. it just isn't always the case. So, so, so anyway, this, yeah, it's this just. Is, this is my concern, though, about smaller businesses using a lot of this stuff, because I, I tend to wonder whether some of the smaller businesses trying to take advantage of this stuff, if they don't know how to manage it properly, could get overwhelmed. Uh, right. The reason I say that, I, I went to a small restaurant uh, over the weekend uh, to to um, get dinner, and uh, and I guess the, the, I keep saying this stuff. But you guys would think I get dinner out all the time. No, mostly I cook. This is just kind of an every now and then thing, um, uh-huh. you know, uh, on the weekends like Sunday or something. But um, you went to this restaurant and. To, and I went there to place my order. But in the meantime, this particular restaurant is already packed on the inside, has a line of customers that are coming for pickups that they ordered um, online. And then they have the people that are walking in to order for takeout. And I'm saying, 
you know, business-wise, you know, you hope to generate this type of business, but, you know, are you managing it? Are you, how are you able to manage it? it? You know, I think it it brings in a whole slew of, of issues that a small business needs to kind of look at and address in terms of, okay, if this is something that you want to do to create or generate more business, how are you going to manage this additional influx of business by having these online orders in addition to your walk-ins and your sit-downs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's a tough answer. Um, but I think it, for the most part, electronic transactions are pretty good. But, um, mm-hmm. but you know, there's always criminals that are able to take advantage of those types of situations and uh, use it to their advantage. So, you know, it's always a sad thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you get these alerts. Um, I know uh, I got an alert recently because <laughs> I guess it's like, what? <laughs> you know, when you, you know, from your bank, you get these alerts. Um, like this particular time I was out of town and I, you know, I guess it was something that was out of the norm. And so that's kind of a good thing. It kind of complicated things a little bit, but it's kind of a good thing that, to know that they're watching. But at the, but at the same time, too, uh, my husband got an alert for a transaction on Amazon that he did not do. So, yeah, I mean, it's good to have the alert, but then now there's all this complication because now, you know, he's having to go and get a new card and and change things with his account because he does not know how, how whoever it was that was trying to make this Amazon purchase got his information, and he's usually very careful. So, yeah, yeah. So I you know you know me I, I'm <laughs> I'm tech wary uh, uh, you know about some things it, it, it's there's a lot of good but then it's just, and it's not even the tech it's the people right that's the bad part that's what we have to remember it's the people taking advantage of a of something that is put in place for good mhm yeah. I agree so. So, yeah, you're pausing because you want me to go ahead and take the break that I'm supposed to take, so that's what I'm going to do. So, <laughs> my God. This is my that other producer, y'all. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to take a quick break. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. It's Tech Thursday on G's Power Hour. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Um, I interrupted you, so go ahead. But I do have another question when you have a break. No, go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask your question, yeah. Okay. All right. So... Um, I want to talk about trackers because we've talked about them before. Um, and you have mentioned, I guess, uh, different things with regarding for selecting a tracker in terms of distance and whatnot. But I wanted to kind of go back to that because it's vacation season, basically. People are traveling. Um, we've heard reports where people have been able to track down uh, lost or stolen luggage um, by having a tracker in it. Um, I also want to maybe discuss um, 
you know, trackers maybe to be placed on cars and whether or not you think that's a good idea. And do you have any maybe recommendations on placing a tracker in, you know, in your car as well as maybe your uh, luggage? Right. So you've come to the right place because I have personal experience with it. So my wife and I went to Vegas about a couple of weeks ago. And when we arrived back in Kansas City, we're standing near the luggage carousel and waiting on her luggage to show up. And then the carousel stops. When, you know, when the carousel stops, unlike the price is right, that's not always a good thing. So there's no luggage. We stood there, and finally we went to the American Airlines customer service, and the lady kind of looked at my wife like, well, you just probably need to understand that your luggage didn't make it out of Dallas and didn't come from uh, Kansas City. And so my wife had an Apple AirTag in her luggage. And so she pulled up the app on her phone and said, well, you're mistaken. It shows that our my luggage is on the tarmac about a mile away from the airport or from the terminal. And so that got the ladies in customer service working. And sure enough, there were, because it was not only us, there were uh, six other people that didn't get their luggage. And sure enough, there was a, a, a luggage on the tarmac uh, because we heard them radio back and then they brought it to the terminal and then our luggage appeared. And there was another guy with our group who had an Apple AirTag with his golf club to keep track of it. So the Apple mm-hmm. AirTag or the tracker is kind of the trending thing now with um, lost luggage because, uh, as you had mentioned, airlines are having difficulty keeping up with um, with luggage. And uh, you, you almost have to take it as a consumer to make sure that you are keeping track of your stuff. Another instance of air tags or trackers being used is um, with the whole Kia Boy scam where you have people stealing Hyundais and Kias, uh, and there are certain insurance companies that won't insure uh, models of Hyundais and Kia because of this whole Kia Boy scam where uh-huh. these Kias are being uh, targeted and stolen. Now, the good thing about, well, you have your uh, GPS trackers, that you can buy on the internet that will use a GPS in order to locate stuff. Like most smartphones have GPS built into it so that you can locate them with um, like a find my, find my device. But right. Apple AirTags, Apple AirTags actually don't have GPS built into it, but it piggybacks on Apple's network. So if there is an iPhone near you, which in most instances is going to be, it'll actually use that iPhone signature in order for your AirTag to phone home and let you know exactly where it is. So they work great. And unfortunately, you know, as a society, you I shouldn't say you wouldn't want a digital tracker, but I mean, that's one of those, one extra thing that you have to worry about when it, um, you know, when it comes to your, your, you know, your personal life, you know, the less that you have tracking you, the better off you are. But with human uh-huh. negligence, it's almost, it's almost a necessity for people to put Apple Air tags on their devices so that they can quickly uh, find those devices, especially ones uh, that we trust or put in the care of other people. So obviously if you lock your car and park it, then hopefully no one's going to steal your car and you're not going to have to track it down. Now, the uh-huh. bad thing about it is with, um, you know, with the airlines having issues with luggage and, of course, you know, with cars being stolen, these devices are almost a necessity so that we can keep track of our stuff. And then I know people are also putting them on their kids as well if they go out on vacation uh-huh. with an Apple AirTag and kind of help locate your toddler or kid if they uh, get lost or whatever. Okay, so if I'm a person that doesn't normally use an, an Apple iPhone, then then I I have to get an Apple iPhone in order to use the AirTag. Is that what it is? Or well, no, that's not true because the two companies that make uh, their own branded tags are Samsung and Apple, which mm-hmm. Apple has the AirTags and Samsung has the Smart Tag. 
And both of those okay. pretty much work the same way. If there's an iPhone near the tag, it'll phone home and let you know where it is. And same thing with Samsung tags, but it's just Apple has the better branding. But you can also okay. buy GPS tags um, that are generic that will work with an app and you know, allow you to find your devices. But most people gravitate towards either a Samsung tag or an Apple tag because it's already mm-hmm. designed to work with their family of products. So Apple obviously has Find My Device and Android has Find My Device. And if you go to your account, then you'll be able to see all your devices from one place. And that's the appeal okay. rather than having to go into different apps to find out where your devices are. All right. And so what are we talking in terms of the cost of some, of a tag? Oh, they're 25 bucks each, which I think is pretty okay. inexpensive for something of that magnitude, you know? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're pretty oh. inexpensive. Now, okay. do you keep in mind, too, that you have the old school um, tile, which used mm-hmm. to be only uh, Bluetooth, but the problem is Bluetooth only has a small radius of about um, – Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, about 500 feet. So, like, right, and that's why I was asking it. you, yeah, because you mentioned the distance before. So that that's and so that's not going to work on uh, luggage on the tarmac or um, a car that's um, been stolen or or even misplaced if you let's say forgot where you parked your car or something like that. Um, yeah, so that's that's why but I was I, asking maybe, about something that. Okay, go ahead. I may be mistaken because I'm looking at tile. They make tile for luggage now. So if you okay. are going to use your luggage, I think it would have to be uh, GPS capable or on some type of network because, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't make tile for luggage if it, uh, you know, didn't, if it didn't have a wider range. But, again, uh, Apple AirTag or a um, – Samsung tag is going to be more alluring because it's already hooked up with your um, with your existing app. So let's say if I'm an um, Apple user, then I can mm-hmm. go to my iCloud account and click on Find My, and it shows all my devices. So it'll show my AirPods, it'll show my iPhone, it'll show my MacBook, and it even shows like my MacBook Mini, which is the equivalent to, or excuse me, a Mac Mini, which is equivalent to a desktop computer. So I think in those situations, you have Find My on even desktop devices in case your device is stolen. Then you can okay. use a, you, you could use Find My to find, find any device. It doesn't matter if it's mobile or standard. But um, but again, with Tile. If you started out with that, then you would have to go into the Tile app in order to find your device. And for some people, it's just more convenient to just utilize Apple stuff. So you mentioned uh, GPS, but, I mean, I think we all know, too, that sometimes the GPS location uh, devices uh, don't always work depending on uh, location, right? Like rural areas? No, or... GPS is pretty – well, you're absolutely right. I'm about to tell you no, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. In metro areas, the GPS, mm-hmm. is, as long as the signal is strong, is going to work great because it's pinging off of a cellular tower. But you're right. If, mm-hmm. um, Like, you know, yesterday we were up in the Rocky Mountains and there's no signal, so mm-hmm. GPS isn't going to work. You know, same thing if you're flying at 30,000 feet. You know, there's, mm-hmm. those are situations where GPS isn't going to work. And, again, like you said, if you're in a rural area, uh, your GPS is, isn't going to work. So it all depends on what type of signal that you have in order to get that device to work. So do the trackers work a little bit differently? Are they a little bit more reliable than GPS? No, or are they about the they're same? Not. They're going to have the same issues. They're going to have the same issues. Okay. Because it's got to be it, – because all of it de- is dependent on your cellular tolerance. So you know okay. this from experience that if you're in a natural disaster situation, bulls mm-hmm. are going to get on their cellular network as opposed to trying to use Wi-Fi to do specific stuff because your cellular network 
for the most part, it's going to be up and reliable because let's say a hurricane hurricane winds take out a cellular tower, there's probably mm-hmm. two or three more in the area that your device can connect to. So it's well, it got you know it got better. Now we went through like a series of hurricanes in 2004. Um, my husband and I still talk about it because uh, you know we after the hurricane we were driving around and just saw the damage afterwards. But I mean. Fortunately, like you know, we uh, we were um, we decided to spend some of the hurricane at my parents' house, and they had um, a landline, so the landlines worked fine, but right. the the cell uh, coverage was null for days, um, and so you know I, it's gotten better. I have to say that, um, but uh, you know it's still. And then also, I have one more question with regards to that, and then we're going to go on break. Um, LoJack for cars, does that operate mm-hmm. on, on a similar principle, or is that different? No, it's the same principle. It's just, okay. you know, it's a cellular network, so it can find it in anywhere that it goes. So Okay. But, All yeah, right. but that's, and that's why I say, again, with the whole Kia mm-hmm. Boys car theft ring, that's why the state or the city of New York is saying, yeah, just get an air tag and put it in your car because LoJack, air tag, all of that stuff works on the same type of network. Now it may not be again, air tags work on Apple's network, so it's not necessarily mm-hmm. relying on cellular um okay. outright. But then like your LoJack would be connected to say maybe the Verizon cellular network or T Mobile or uh, AT&T's network. So that's how it works. Okay. And how easy is it to disable or interfere with these devices? Oh, if you find an AirTag, like let's say if you had an unwanted AirTag, it's just as simple as removing the battery from the device, and then it's no more. So if you take away the power source, then it's a done deal. You can't can't remove it. I mean, you can't track it. Right. I guess what I'm, I'm not talking about for those that don't want it. I'm talking about for those that want it and want to keep someone else from interfering. I guess that's what I'm looking at. Oh, well, most of your smartphones now will alert you if there's an unknown air tag around you or a smart tag. So you've got that mm-hmm. feature that's built into devices. But then also, too, if you don't want someone to see where you are, it's just a simple matter of making sure that your Samsung, Apple account, or other things are or have strong passwords so people can't log in and see where you are. Okay. I'll talk more about this with you later, but we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have tech questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event, need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Tomorrow we have Robert Bouton on Friday in the Garden, so make sure you join us at 1130. And we're going to start talking about careers next week. Uh, it's back to school, you know. It's time to focus on the babies. They'll be going back to school in a couple weeks. Um, we want to kind of give you some insight in terms of what may be out there for your young one, maybe it's a niece, nephew, son, daughter, grandchild, 
you know, obviously they're not going to be listening to the show, but, you know, you may hear something you want to share that uh, might help you guide them this year when they're making their course and career decisions. So in the meantime, we are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And so I'm going to let you get back to what we were actually supposed to be talking about before I diverted you away for 15 minutes. No, no, that's good. I mean, I think air tags is a good thing to talk about, especially with this hectic uh, travel season. And, you know, before we had our incident with the whole um, luggage thing, um, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that's just certain people that are having issues with their luggage. But, no, it, it, it can happen. And, like I said, mm-hmm. if we hadn't had the air tag, they wouldn't have went out on the on the tarmac to find out, you know, if the luggage was missing. And, of course, you know, car thefts are always a problem. So, in today's day yeah. and age, it's a good idea if you don't have OnStar or anything like that, to actually put an air tag in your vehicle so that uh, you can track it down. So with that said, I was going to ask you a question that lead up to our next uh, topic, which is have you been receiving oddball texts where people will say, hey, uh, are we still on for dinner tonight? Or um, did you get that email that I sent? Have you received any of those? Yeah, something similar, and then you know, it's it's um, some of mine is more business related, uh, where you know um, they're asking about you know business stuff in terms of of property and whatnot, but they they're being elusive in terms of offering any information. Like, okay, who are you? You know, usually if I'm sending you an email or a text, I'm like, this is you know who I am with whoever I'm with. Um, regarding this, you know, and then I <laughs> proceed to ask my questions. So, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I've gotten some that are, yeah, a little bit questionable. And, um, you know, part of me wants to say, who is this? Because it may be somebody that assumes I already know who they are and have their contact information. But then there's a the part of me is just like, mm, I don't want to ask. I don't want to start anything. Right. Yeah, so the thing that's been going on, the latest cyber scam, is the wrong wrong number text scam, where uh, criminals will text you uh, a random message in order to get you to respond. Now, like I was telling you before, and you uh, hopefully you'll believe me when I say this, but most of your cyber threats are socially engineered, meaning that criminals are basically just trying to trick you out of your information as opposed to just logging into your devices, because that just mm-hmm. doesn't happen anymore. There's no way for a criminal just to, like, reach out and get through your device. You have to – and I think the best statistic would be 99% of all cyber attacks require some user interaction to be in effective. So if someone's going to get into your phone, then they're going to send you an, either an email or a text message that have you click on a link that will allow them to get access to your phone. But if you read that message and don't respond to it, then nothing's going to happen to your device because you're not enabling the cyber criminal to get in. But the, the, mm. the wrong text scams are working because because people, when they get a text message, people are more inclined to respond to a text message as opposed to a voice call. Because with a voice call, if someone calls you, you're going to recognize, or you're, if you don't recognize the voice, then you, you're not going to continue the conversation. But with text, there is no voice. It just has to be a text message that is going to pique your curiosity. Um, so you'll get random text. And for you, for real estate, it would it would be catered towards your profession because, again, criminals are trying to build up that reputation with you. You know, like, are you, you know, can you help me sell this property at blah, blah, blah? Uh, or... Um, you know, are you a realtor, you know, where it's a, a kind of common knowledge thing that you are, but it's the, the whole purpose is to strike up that conversation in order to mm-hmm. get the criminal to groom you in order for you to give out, um, to give out personal information, like, you know, your financial status or, you know, any other things that can lure you, lure you into the many scams that exist out there. And they, they've right. been effective. Um, I mean, I haven't, and, I've gotten them, yeah. but I haven't fallen mm-hmm. victim to any of them. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the short of it is, is that you have to think of it as more of the uh, tender swindler type of scam where they groom mm-hmm. you and they get information. Uh, but those are becoming more and more prevalent uh, this year. 
And the bad part about it for my industry is that, you know, you put your information out there. You and I have discussed this. You know, you put your information mm-hmm. out there because you're trying to get customers. You're trying to get buyers. You're trying to get uh, sellers. You're trying to get investors. And then if you have, uh, if you're in an area where there's, uh, where we're dealing with the real estate crisis right now in terms of uh, low inventory, not that much, and then, um, you know, a lot of buyers, and then you've got, um, uh, you're competing in, in this market with uh, 22,000 other realtors in Central Florida, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Someone sends you something, you know, it's like, you know, you're, it's like uh, they're, they're putting the hook out there and you're, you know, with the bait and, and you're the fish uh, type of thing. And, and so you do have to be very, very careful in terms of trying to discern, okay, is this a legitimate inquiry or is this someone that's just really trying to, you know, mess me up? So. Right. You're in it, you're absolutely right because um, real estate's not the only industry where you have listed on your business card or a website where it says office, mobile, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you know mm-hmm. if it's a mobile number, then you automatically know that you can send a text message to this person and uh, cater your your scam to match their industry needs. Like I know right. sometimes for us, we'll get emails from companies that will say, well, yeah, um, you know, we have about 50 computers that need to be set up, and can you help us out? And, of course, the more you inquire, they want banking information in order for you to proceed with the service call as opposed Mm -hmm. to, hey, let's just call the office, set up a time for someone to come out to the office. So, uh, But for the average person, Criminals realize, too, that if they get, like, an average person's cell phone number and they don't know what their profession is, then they can cater those messages to be more on a personal note, like, are we on for dinner mm-hmm. tonight? I got one to say, hey, um, are you ready for piano lessons tonight? Or um, I found your number. Who are you? I found your number in my address book, and I just recently lost my phone. So I'm trying to get all my contacts back in order. So, I mean, yeah, those scams are... Uh, pretty prevalent. And in today's society, we're just more trusting with the text than we are with phone calls. And that's why criminals have moved in that direction. So to keep safe from this sort of scam, I mean, it's kind of obvious. and I hate saying stuff like this, but, you know, if you get an unknown text, just ignore it. No, but I can can read you one. I can read you one that I got actually this morning at uh, 914 a.m. Hi, I'm really? cleaning out my. I'm reading it from my cell phone. That's why I got you on speaker. Hi, I was cleaning yeah. out my handful of contacts, and I realized your number wasn't listed, and I was I wasn't sure if we had done business before, so I sent you a message. Wow, that's crafty. <laughs> <laughs> and that you was this morning. You should screenshot that one. You should screenshot that one. That's a good one. And you know the problem with that too is that it was probably generated with AI, you know, someone went to chat GPT or BARD and said, hey, uh, create a message, a, a text message that will alert my followers that I need to reconnect with them. And they probably generated that because there's no grammatical errors or anything in that message, is there? Well, I just forwarded it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now you get no. I got a look, <laughs> but yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking that, at and it. That and that was this uh, morning. Yeah, yeah. that's in, that's incorrect. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, there's no grammatical errors or anything in that message, and and it's very convincing because obviously uh, people do that. They'll put your number in, and they won't put who the contact is because it's kind of spur of the moment, and it's a legitimate yeah. message that you would respond to. But you know, right? Because it was it was tempting. Yeah, it was tempting to say, oh, you know, hi, hi, who is this? And, you know, um, but also too, the thing that I noticed on this was that there is a phone number on there. I oh, guess yeah, I would suppose that it, someone would block the number or something. You wouldn't see their no, number, that's the, right? But no, that's part of it. They want to develop that relationship with you, so they're going to keep the phone number on there. 
You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no need to block it. Now, if it becomes an issue, well, if it becomes an issue, more more often than not, you're going to block that number because it, you're going to see it as a scam or a spam message, but the, the user is going to send that out to whoever. And in today's day and age with text message, it doesn't really – you don't really worry about the area code because there are people yeah. that move and then they take their cell phone number wherever they go. Let's say that you were to move to Georgia, you would keep your Florida cell phone number with you. Right. Um, and that's not uncommon. So, yeah, criminals aren't going to block that number because they want to gain your trust. And, of course, you know, in today's day and age, if a number is blocked, then it's, you know, it's considered untrustworthy. But they want to gain your trust. To keep safe from this sort of scam, number one, you want to make sure that if you get this type of message that you just bought, I mean, you just ignore it. Don't even respond to it because, what will happen is if you respond via voice or text, criminals will mark that number as active, and then they'll try to send you another message um, with with different wording, like, hey, we uh-huh. met last week, or, you know, just something else to kind of gain your trust. They'll never respond to the number. Um, just delete it out if you don't know, because obviously if someone wants to get a hold of you, if you're not responding via your mobile number, then they can email you or they can contact you on social media. Um, but obviously the next tip would be to employ some sort of spam blocker through your cellular company or download a spam blocker app so that when these messages come through, then if they're been used multiple times in spam, then your phone will give you an alert that it's a spam message that's coming through. And then, of course, finally, um, when it comes to your text messages, you don't want to share any personal data via text. Because if you get a message like the one you got this morning, then it may be tempting for you to just put all your credentials in a text message and say, well, this is who I am. Or you could screenshot (laughs) your website or or your business card and just send it and say, oh, well, here, update your record. And then they've got yeah. you. So, but again, the whole purpose with these messages is that if they come through, they're not going to harm your device. It's the starting point for criminals to get access to you and to gain trust, and then maybe they'll start trying to sell cryptocurrency to you or they try to lure you to some other financial scam that's going on in the world. So. You know, watch your. You know, you always got to watch your P's and Q's uh, with um, email messages, and those are starting to go away because now people aren't paying attention to email. And if people turn more to more to mobile devices, then obviously text messaging is going to be the biggest scam or the bigger scam. Mm. Wow. I know. I know. <sighs> Lovely. Okay. Quick break. <laughs> Numbers five one six three eight seven one nine four four. Tech Thursday with Brent and Kelso. This is G's Power Hour. I never had it so good in entertainment. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Garris. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arkansas, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Love your hair, but hate the damage? I love my wave, but it gets rough. It's like a tug of war. It's big and curly, but frizzy. This color is so me, but... So dry. Whatever the damage, Dove your hair. Dove Intense Repair deeply nourishes hair for our ultimate damage protection. Green and beautiful. So smooth. Yes, the curls. No, the print. For our ultimate damage protection, Dove Intense Repair. Dove it, love it. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us on this Ugh, depressing Tech Thursday, Burton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What else we got, Burton? 
Well, um, I know you're not on it, but obviously you've heard the trend in the last week with Meta, who owns Facebook and Instagram, releasing their latest uh, social media toys. Threads. Threads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is supposed to be the Twitter killer. And I've downloaded it and tried it out. And, I mean, the interface is nice and warm and fuzzy because it looks familiar uh, to the Instagram layout as opposed to Twitter, which is supposed to take down. And the good mm-hmm. news about Threads right now is that we're in a stage where Meta is trying to use it to attract more people, uh, which I think there's currently 100 million people that have signed up for Threads. And it's almost like going back in time to, oh, 2007, 2008, when um, mm-hmm. Facebook was in its infancy because there's very few spam accounts. There's hardly any ads right now. And, of course, um you know, it's um, you get a real-time feel of your feed as far as you are able to see what people are actually posting on the Threads app. So if you connect with somebody, it's not like they'll disappear. You'll see whatever they whatever they do. So it's uh-huh. it's pretty interesting, but it kind of leads into what's going to happen with Threads and with Twitter and how it's all going to evolve. And, you know, the other interesting thing that has happened with Threads, even though it's in the Google, the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store, uh, the European Union is not allowing Threads to be <laughs> accessed overseas. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but the European Union has stricter privacy laws when it comes to apps than we do here in the U.S. So there are a lot okay. of apps that they won't allow in the, in the Google Play Store because of the whole privacy thing, especially with Meta's privacy laws, as far as them collecting user data, um, you know, user data. But yeah. I forget, did, had, did we talk about Timu and I've heard a lot of people say that they like it, um, but didn't I also hear that, uh, I guess, that it's, being the, the, it's under a lawsuit or something now? But is it by uh, Twitter or something? But, yeah, Twitter's trying to sue um, because of the likeness of it. But, I mean, it has the same features, but I don't think it's using the same technology. Because it's, like okay. I said, it's based more – oh, I know why. Because the people that Elon fired from Twitter went to go work for Meta <laughs> to come up yeah. with the Threads app. <laughs> so that's the big thing. Payback. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see. But real quick, did we talk about Timu and Shein last month, the Chinese shopping app? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So let's knock this out real quick. So a lot okay. of people were worried about TikTok and Thread uh, and, like, Meta because of their privacy laws. But then there are mm-hmm. these shopping apps called Timu and Shein that are created by the Chinese government. So people were mm-hmm. like, well, it doesn't matter because Facebook and TikTok are collecting our information anyway. And it's like, well, no, TikTok and Facebook are collecting information to help their the people that advertise with them to find the people that are looking for their product. So they're keeping all that information in-house. Now, the two uh-huh. dangerous apps, uh, shopping apps, Timu and Shein, are actually uh-huh. the Chinese government luring you ah. to buy ch- cheap, they're luring you to buy cheap Chinese products, but at the same time, they're collecting all of the information about you while you're using these shopping apps. And so they're and using it to sell to cyber criminals. What you, oh, you said you did see it? I did see Timu. I didn't see the other one. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I hope you haven't and, downloaded it. You need to take it off your phone immediately if you have. Yeah, no. Because it's I not did. tracking like Facebook is. Because Facebook, like I said, it's in-house. It's like... We're a marketing company. We want to make sure that our advertisers find the people that want to buy their product. Where China's like, well, we want to steal all your data so that we can sell it to cyber criminals so they can get your information. And so they're, you know, other than getting cruddy Chinese goods, uh, these apps are actually spying on every aspect of your smartphone, your voice, your other social media apps. I mean, that's the whole purpose of the app is to steal your information and sell it to criminals. It's not, well, here's another cheap shopping app. And then um, the Chinese government has decided that they want to 
get away from Amazon because, you know, there's a lot of Chinese vendors that use Amazon to sell their cheap products. But Amazon is going through and vetting their vendors better to make sure that they're actually viable companies. Um, and a way they can tell that these companies are fake is because if you look into the financial records for Timu and Xi'an, none of these companies are – they're kind of making money, but then again, they're really not. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the purpose of the app isn't to um, – the purpose of the app isn't to make a profit. It's to steal your data. So, buyer beware. Okay. Yeah, and I did not put it on my phone, but I think I did sign up for, like, email, but I think I unsubscribed, to on that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah you're yeah. good. And I, I think those they have websites, but I think if you're going to shop, unlike Amazon, you have to do it from the app. Because, you know, Amazon will let you shop from the website and the app. But mm-hmm. Timu and Shein, they want they, they want you to use the app so that they can spy on your, your phone stuff. So Now, I will nah. say in cheap goods, in cheap Chinese goods, you can always use the Wish app. No. And I know you're familiar with Wish, Wish right? Yeah. Yeah, Wish That one I may pay. have signed up for, and I don't know <laughs> why, but uh, no, I'm, I'm good to get no rid of that, too. No, you're, you're no You can keep Wish. Yeah. You can keep no, Wish. I, it's U.S.-based. Yeah, okay. All right. Because, no, so I'm not, not trying to buy anything. any more cheap Chinese stuff. In fact, I'm doing a a China purge in my closet and stuff like that. <laughs> China purge. Oh my Seriously. <laughs> I have a, a large bag, large shopping bag, where I've purged some of the made in China stuff out of my closet. Because it's like, you know, I mean, we've gotten to the point where it, it, everything we buy seems like it's made from there, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I'm trying to take a different approach and say, okay, let's buy some made in America stuff. If I, if I find right. something I like, you know, or if, exactly. you know, or, or buy it from somewhere else because you know we we have all this um, <laughs> this Chinese debt too, you know. It's like right. okay, you know, let's take a step back. Some stuff you can't get away from, unfortunately. It's like I can't find anybody else that makes bathing suits. <laughs> right, exactly. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I I know someone asked me on LinkedIn about Wish. Well, what about Wish? I'm like. Yeah, Wish is good. It's U.S. based. It's like the only thing you're dealing with is just cheap stuff from China. Other than that, Wish yeah. could care less about your information. So, uh, or okay. if it, they get your information, it's going to stay in house. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But that breaks it down as far as the whole threads thing, and of course, you know, Timu and Xi'an as far as being dangerous apps. So, okay. don't use them. Good to know. Glad we got that out there. So. Uh, don't use Timu, and you said Chien? Chien, yeah. Just, it's spelled exactly the way it sounds. Uh, she mm-hmm. and then N, you know. And then mm-hmm. one one last thing. Do you you know Timu took out a huge ad, Super Bowl ad, earlier this year? And a lot of people hmm. signed up, and their, and their slogan was shop like a billionaire because you can get all these products for cheap, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. yeah, they're luring you in. So I mean, obviously, whoever runs the Super Bowl didn't vet their their vendors. You know, you got the Chinese government advertising. <laughs> yeah. On the now, Super if you want to, so. if you want to buy a lot of cheap Chinese stuff, there's a lot of that stuff on Amazon. There <laughs> is a whole bunch. Yeah. There is, yeah, but you might start seeing that go away more and more because, uh, like I said, Amazon's doing a, a better job of vetting. Uh, um, they're, um, you know, betting their stuff. So, I, so real quick, let's talk about Remini. Quickly. Um, which is, yeah, quickly, yeah. So Remini is an app that allows you to see what your baby would look like, um, you know, but it's you got to be aware because it's Chinese-based. Chinese so if you sign up for the app, it may steal your data. So keep in mind of that as well. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, keep your business to yourself, y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Burton, thank you for the warnings and whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, t- next, next month, you know, back to school. So, you know, just <laughs> you know what I want to talk about. So. I do, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a wonderful uh, rest of the month and next month, and we'll talk again soon. Take care. Okay, okay you too.
And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.